This is Dawn Schuler, certified trainer and business consultant at the Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. Today, I want to ask you where you might not be paying attention. And to be fair and honest, there are places and times that all of us are not paying attention. As much as we want to be conscious and intentional and mindful and present, it's actually not possible. There are times when our brains go on autopilot, when we're actually not aware of what's going on. So again, to be fair, I'm not talking about the impossible goal of being completely aware all the time. We wish and not possible. However, the more effort we can make toward being conscious and intentional, the better. Great. So we've got that established. What I really want to talk to you today about is about paying attention, meaning lots of things, actually, getting out of your own way, being open to suggestions from others, being open to doing something a completely different way, being open to the potential and the opportunities that you might not otherwise be seeing. A lot of times we aren't paying attention and it's because we are getting in our own way. It's our egos. We have a very clear idea of how things are or how we want things to be and it must go exactly this way. And of course, as we all know, things rarely go exactly the way we think they will. For, for better or ill, there's almost always some sort of deviation. But sometimes not paying attention can get us into trouble, especially when other people are trying to direct our attention in a certain direction. And that doesn't mean that we always have to listen to everyone else. It means, is there something that we could be gleaning, that we could be gaining from what other people are suggesting or even trends we see? There's, there's a whole lot of different ways to pay attention. But if we get so single focused on this is the path, this is exactly how we're going to get there, we will not deviate. We will not pay attention to signs. We will not pay attention to the weather. So now I'm using the, the road and the, the journey analogy. We, we get so stuck on things. But as we know, when we're taking a road trip, things happen that are beyond our control. Weather, traffic, the other drivers, um, Things even in our own environment that can we can have no control over, like getting car sick or food poisoning, all sorts of things that can deviate us. Uh, let's let's actually use some positive examples. There's this amazing state park that we didn't realize was on the route from point A to point B. Ah, let's stop and and meander this state park. So things that 
could deviate us from our prepared plan don't always have to be negative. They can be positive as well. But if we're not paying attention and we are so set on that path, it can actually come back and harm us in the future or at least delay things. How much farther along could we be if we'd only paid attention to the signs? So I have a couple of examples and I'm going to keep them anonymous uh, to, protect, to protect the innocent and maybe the not so innocent. Uh, there's a company who rolled out a new product and it was significantly more expensive than its predecessor. Now it had more features, but it was still significantly more expensive. The problem with that is that there was no, there was no like lower ground. There was no option. It was, it was this or nothing. And of course, if a buyer is presented with it's either yes or no, many times they'll choose no, as opposed to you could choose A, B, or C, or even just A or B, then at least you have choices for yes, as opposed to there's only one yes choice and the other is a no choice. The, the best uh, example of giving choices, and this deviates a little bit from my story, but I'll come back to it, is Williams-Sonoma noticed that their, their high-end bread maker was not selling. They had a low-end and a high-end, and they just weren't selling many of the high-end. So they added a mid-range, thinking that, well, for those people who understand or believe in you get what you pay for, they'll choose that middle option. And people who, they don't want the low end, but they can't really afford the high end, they'll choose the middle option as well. So they really expected sales of that middle end bread maker to soar. What they found happened was that actually they had very few sales of that mid-range bread maker. However, sales of the high-end bread maker went through the roof because it psychologically gave people, yes, another option, but a comparison option to where they decided they wanted the high-end. So that middle-end bread maker ended up, its only purpose was to drive sales to the high-end. So options are good. So let's go back to the company that rolled out a new version of a product, more features, but there was only this one product and there was only this one price. And it was three times as, as expensive as its previous version. And you know, as a business consultant, I gave my suggestion that there'll, there be a downsell version so that people who said, you know, I think I'm going to cancel that there could be another option so that you didn't lose them as a customer, you didn't lose the income, uh, they still were using the product, albeit a, a different version of the product that didn't have as many bells and whistles. Uh, and I'm sure I was not the only person who gave this recommendation. Well, a year and a half later, this company has found that their customer retention has dropped 
that people may use this product for one or two, maybe three months, and then they cancel because they're just not seeing the value in paying this significantly more expensive price. So now the company is rolling out a lower priced version 18 months later. So if they had been paying attention instead of just dead set on, no, this is, this is the plan, this is the product, this is what we're doing, everybody's going to love it. If they had paid attention and at least thought about that, then how many customers could they have retained in those 18 months? How much revenue, how much more revenue could they have made in those 18 months? Again, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to listen to everybody because, you know, you listen to 12 people and you could potentially have 12 different recommendations. But it really means don't stay so dead set on it's, it's this route and we are not deviating because you really could be missing out. The other example I want to give you is from a company who decided to change the model for how they delivered their services from a live training model to a um, to a virtual training model. And I was very concerned about this because that that live training and the resulting community and the resulting benefits that people got as they went through this training, that was obviously going to diminish. If there was no way to bring live people into this training, then the customer base was going to shrink and shrink and shrink. Um, and, and again, I think that that particular business was making decisions Yes, based on I'm dead set on this particular path, but also as a knee-jerk reaction to downturn in an economy, honestly. Unfortunately, several years later, the, the customer base has is probably a quarter of its size. And I'll be surprised if that company is still around within five years. Anytime you're making a decision or you're setting you or your business or your department or your team on a path, you have to be willing to adjust that path. And I don't mean 180 degrees. Sometimes that's necessary. Sometimes it's, it's very helpful to know, all right, so here's my desired path from A to B. And just in case we have weather or traffic or this great state park, what's an alternate route? What are some things I need to be thinking of? What are some things we could put into place if needed? What if we try this out with the plan of, let's try this out for X amount of time, evaluate, analyze, and then decide if we need to course correct. That's what I'm really talking about, is the ability to course correct. Now, in the first example I gave, they did course correct. So 18 months later, at least they're course correcting. 
and that's important. So pay attention to the signs. Pay attention to the directions you get from the the salt of the earth person who's been living in this town for 50, 60 years. And listen, pay attention. Pay attention to the signs. Pay attention to the weather. Pay attention to the traffic. Again, remember, these are all metaphors. And at least have that somewhere that you can reach for them when needed if you need to course correct. Pay attention. I hope you found this very helpful. I'd love to hear how you may need to be paying attention or how you have course corrected in the past that has been beneficial to you and your organization. So feel free to leave a comment over at theshulergroupllc.com. Go to podcasts and leave a comment in the episode or shoot me uh, an email at dawn at theshulergroupllc.com. Until next time, may you thrive.